I felt the air rise up and kneel down and clear the stone of leaves. I wonder out where you can see inside my shell. I wait simply. I felt the air rise up and Folks, you are listening once again to our podcast, Could Be Your Life. My name is Jeff. I am Caroline. Yes, and uh, we are in week three of Arumbop Darumbop Darena month, uh, also <laughs> known as New Metal November. Yep. Uh, and this week we are talking about the Insane Clown Posse. Hell yes! I'm so glad I didn't listen to any of their albums because I know them all by heart. So fuck yeah. Well, or as I like to call them, Slipknot. You oh. know the Slipknot, the Slipknot fans and the uh, Juggalos like have kind of a feud. Is that right? They don't like each other. Uh, did they think like Slipknot pilfered their aesthetic, or? I don't know who started it. <laughs> I don't care who started it. I just want to know who's gonna end it. <laughs> That'd be a weird thing for Juggalos to uh, assume that Slipknot copied the I- ICP aesthetic, considering ICP has been yeah, copying all kinds of different aesthetics. That'd be, that'd be pretty funny. Well, uh, I- I- I'm glad you are here to tell us about ICP, because, uh, you know, uh, Andrew is the world's leading expert on ICP, I think. That, that, that doesn't wear face paint. Right. Him and like Nathan Rabin. I <laughs> right. You're you're the biggest ICP fan who isn't a juggalo. I- ICP are fucking great. I'm gonna say it. I-, I really love ICP. Andrew, would you ever go to the gathering of the juggalos like dress the way that you dress? Yes. Like wearing a three piece suit or whatever. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, it'd have to be a cheap one because it'd have Fago just drenched. And, like, all kinds of fluids. Yeah. Like, hopefully just Fago. I, I don't want to get, like, pissed on or anything. Oh, you would? I'm not Fat Mike. D- wait, is that a thing that he enjoys? Oh, yeah. Fat Mike likes getting pissed on and everything. He's He's a weird dude. Well... <laughs> I guess we've all got something. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, we're talking about Slipknot. Fuck yeah. Um, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Everybody just let out a good fuck. <laughs> fuck. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of that in Slipknot. <laughs> a lot of that business. There's a, lo- there's a lot of... Everything in Slipknot. Slipknot is a is a maximal band, for sure. They're uh, like to the extreme. They're deadening to the senses. 
like because there's just um yeah they're like masana <laughs> i've just i've never encountered a band of this type before that like new metal is not a genre known for subtlety slipknot th- there's not even like they they shit on the the notion of subtlety it's mm-hmm. just fucking balls to the wall angst and aggression just and they never let it up it's relentless well um i yeah i i think slipknot was probably the most uh extreme of the new metal bands probably they were like the hard kids in my middle school that I was afraid of a little bit say like greg vodka and class those were the kids that listened to slipknot there's some dangerous kids drinking vodka in class yeah um yeah uh well well first of all do either of you have much of a history with slipknot not really i used to make make fun of slipknot a lot i I used to love because they're an easy band to make there's a lot to make fun of when it comes to slipknot i mean look at them number one i think prior to prior to hanging out with you guys and watching that one video of Slipknot, my main like memory of Slipknot was uh, on the old Conan O'Brien show, The Slipknots. Oh hell yeah! I remember that little Where skit. The Slipknots, Slipknots, pulling yeah. around. And Do you remember nuts. when they opened for Slipknot? Hell yeah, that was. They great. showed it. They showed it on the show, and their the Slipknot fans were just like lustily booing these three guys, <laughs> slipping on peanuts. So, so wait, what was it? Okay, on um, the old Conan O'Brien, when Conan O'Brien was still the host of a uh, late night, when he was good, yeah, pretty much. Uh, there was this thing, and it was three of the writers, and one of them was uh, the guy. Is it John Glazer, the guy that played Councilman Jam on Parks yeah. and Rec? Yeah, uh, it was him, and then two other guys. They're they're like these three guys wearing a uh, sweater vest. And uh, they called themselves the Slip Nuts. And uh, they run out and they go, ba da da ba ba, where the Slip Nuts, slipping on nuts, climbing around. It's Slip Nuts. And they just do this little song. And, and one then, guy actually slips and just goes, yeah, I slipped on look, some nuts. I slipped on some nuts. <laughs> and it's so stupid and it's fantastic. And they opened for Slip at one point and uh, the fans booed them. It was like when. Uh, Neil Hamburger open for that everybody hated him. Uh, Tenacious D. That's what I thought. Yeah, the like hot February night. It was it was like that. Mm. <laughs> it was great. That sounds pretty funny. It's yeah. really funny. <laughs> it it was, and not only that. Uh, you guys remember Cock Rock? Who? Yes, slipped... the Burger King. Yeah, Slipknot uh, sued Burger King for having the Cock Rock Man for their chicken fries promotion. That, that's one of my earliest memories with Slipknot. Too. Wait, they had what? Burger King had a band. Remember, You remember Chicken Fries, Jeff? Yeah. Well, Burger King had this little promotion, and it was like this kind, kind of new metal-esque band that they all had masks of, like, chickens and everything. Yeah. And they were just rocking out and everything. It was kind of a parody of, like, you know, bands like Slipknot. And Slipknot sued Burger King over it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then Burger King did a countersuit saying that, uh, like, many bands have masks as part of their image, so that there was no, um, 
And th- so they withdrew both the advertising campaign and the lawsuit. So the world lost uh, Cockrock because of Slipknot. They were they were going to tour, but they couldn't because apparently their singer was convicted of a crime and couldn't leave the country or something. Which is the, pretty- sing- the singer of Cockrock. Yes, which is pretty fucking new metal considering it's <laughs> just a parody band. That's fucking awesome. Was this like a fabricated tale, like? Or is this a thing that really happened? It's a thing that really happened. They tried to organize a tour, but they couldn't because of the lead singer's past convictions. Didn't they want to do a tour of the the freecreditreport.com guys? Yeah. Well, they had those, like, auditions to, like, we need a new free credit report band. Oh, my God. Okay. So we've already talked about the Slipknot nuts and cock rock. They're making, they're kind of making fun of Slipknot. They're not even as ridiculous as Slipknot. That's the thing. That's <laughs> true. Um, <clears throat> Slipknot is a ridiculous band. Uh, I, I think they're a I, ridiculous band, and I'm me. <laughs> I don't understand Slipknot. They're hilarious. <laughs> I don't know if they're supposed to be. No, they're not supposed no. to be. They're at supposed all. to be scary. Scary, angsty, deep, and yeah. it's just fucking hilarious. I mean, from what I can tell in interviews, Corey Taylor seems like a perfectly normal guy. No, he's not. No? No, he has written, like, several books detailing his, like, weird morality. Oh. And he's, A, <laughs> an idiot, and, B, like, a libertarian. <laughs> well, those two tend to go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah, no, but he's like a total dumbass because he wrote this. Uh, I'm gonna uh, do a little free promotion for the I don't even own a television podcast because they did an episode on one of his books about the seven deadly sins, and he like doesn't know what that like what those sins actually mean and like what sin actually means and he's just a complete idiot he actually tells a story about like going into a room and asking a bunch of women who wants to piss on me (laughs) so so he and fat mike apparently have a lot in common i was about to say i'm glad that i'm glad that we touched upon this earlier there's a fat mike slipknot connection here okay maybe i'm thinking of a different member of of (laughs) slipknot i feel like i read some interviews with like some members of slipknot and they came off like really normal people and like jim root the guitar yeah maybe it is jim root i can't remember he's the guy that has a uh who has a signature model telecaster didn't one of them die? Yes. Yeah, founding uh, thesist. Yeah. What was his name? Paul Gray. Paul. Yeah. Boy, Paul Gay. <laughs> well, he he's was dead also, now. He was also known as the pig or number <laughs> two. Yeah, what number was he? He was number two. Right. He was also an anal blast. Ah. Oh, right. Hey, anal blast. We talked about them on the show before. Yeah, that's why I brought it up. <laughs> Yeah, didn't didn't we like just talk about anal blast? Yeah, ago? that's why I brought it up. <laughs> yeah, man, that's cool. Shouts <laughs> um, out to anal blast, friends of the show. Friends of the show, anal blast. I I kind of think uh, Slipknot's aesthetic though is is one of the the better things about them. Yeah, I I like the the horror movie thing that they've got going on. I like the like. They look like, you know, scary clown industrial workers, like with the jumpsuits and the masks and 
<laughs> I like that there's nine of them. <laughs> three of them are percussionists. <laughs> and that three of them are percussionists. That's uh, and one of them is a me. DJ. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> like I said, never trust a rock band with a DJ. And the DJ's the one with all the spikes in his head, right? I don't even know. Probably. I think DJ's the one with the mask and there's all the spikes in it. That's awesome. <laughs> the one that looks like Pinhead. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Slipknot must be a really fun band to see live. Dude, I I, I will say. I, I, I would see Slipknot live, in a second. I looked up some live footage of uh, <laughs> Slipknot circa like 2002 and uh, playing people equal shit. and. <laughs> It it looked intense. Like I have to uh-huh. say, like it looked like they were killing it. But uh, you know, my uh, my brother's friend's dad went to see Slipknot because his daughter is dating. Oh, right. One of the drummers, and uh, my brother was like, "How did you like it?" He goes, "It was different." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a dad's perspective on Jeff, Slipknot. Jeff, can you tell that story that you told me? about some of the Slipknot CDs you used to have, or CDRs, I guess you could say, because this I, I, is... I, I, was, I was going to bring it up. Cause, Good, because uh, this, is, this is one of my favorite stories, like, ever. This is better than the Bible. I feel like you're building it up too much. Well, it's not I love it. story. I love it. <laughs> uh, well, okay, so, you know, I, I don't have a ton of history with Slipknot. I never owned any of their albums. Uh, I just remember, you know, when their T-shirts started popping up all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, but so like uh, my friend Chet, this was in like 2002. Uh, I was just sort of starting to get into music and I didn't have broadband at home. Uh, so I asked my friend Chet if he could burn me, uh, Doolittle by the Pixies. And I paid him a dollar to do this. (laughs) And, uh, he came to school a few days later and gave me a CD, and he went like, yeah, I could only find a few songs from that Doolittle album, so I just filled the rest of it with Slipknot. <laughs> That's my favorite story. So, I love that guy. So I was like, well, all right. <laughs> and I listened to that CD a lot. Uh, so, uh, he's a Slipknot. Right. And so I... um. One song in particular, Everything Ends, uh, I just couldn't stop listening to, just <laughs> like over and over again. Music. It is pretty amazing. Uh, and that, that, That's what every industrial metal band has been trying to do for so long, <laughs> is Everything Ends. Everything Ends just... is better than any fucking... 1980 Swans album I ever listened to, and I listened to all of them. So, huh. there you go. I think it definitely reaches. I, I think that what Michael Gero was trying to get at his message, I think Slipknot does convey it in a much more compact and neat way in everything. Else. It might be one of the greatest songs ever written. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's hard to not listen to everything else and not just. Well, I I do remember uh, being over at your house, Andrew, and we were drunk, and uh, the topic of Slipknot came up. Sure. And uh, I I played you Everything Ends, and, like, you could not stop, like, laughing the entire time. (laughs) That was my first exposure to Everything (laughs) (laughs) Ends. 
I haven't slept since I woke up and found my old life was alive, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> and of course, that fucking the little uh, bridge yes! before right, right. comes, and uh, just you're wrong, fucked over. <laughs> like th- this is like every angsty cliche that I made fun of as a teenager. A serious song. Right. Like this is the song that I can only picture existed in my mind. It could only be so perfect. Um, and it so- exists. Obviously, uh, there's a lot about Slipknot that is uh, embarrassing, but <laughs> let let me go ahead and, and field the question to you two: Is Slipknot a good band? In no. small doses, yes, absolutely yes. Mm. Well, I had to listen to them all week in large <laughs> so doses. We didn't get them in small doses. So, l- listen, they have a couple of fantastic songs. Uh, Everything Ends is the best one. I'm also a huge fan of People Equals Shit. Mm. Uh, Of course. Um, But I would say overall that they're not a good band. I'm happy that they're out there doing it. But, you know, I've I've seen it and I say no thanks. Yeah. um, I kind of have to concur with the two of you. I, I do think they are a good band in small doses. Um I think pretty much everything after Iowa is garbage. Oh, yeah. Um, no doubt. And uh, I think they're they're really not good songwriters. No. Like, they're, they're good at kicking up a racket, for sure. Right. Uh, but, like, honestly, like, their riffs aren't memorable, really. Like, they're their songs just aren't good like and their albums sound like shit (laughs) but see i feel like both of those things are a part of what they're trying to do because i feel you that they're not good songwriters but i almost feel like their overall aesthetic kind of it kind of lends to that yeah it's just meant to be this kind of like you know, low end thrashing and like yeah, it's meant to be shitty, Andrew. That makes it fine. <laughs> well, well, well it, the thing is, it's hard for me to really knock them for that because I mean, I think that Slipknot's overall angle here is to just punish you for listening to them. And yeah, I listen, yeah, they're exactly like Swans. <laughs> and right, I listen to a lot of Swans albums. I I, I listen, I, I I listen to a lot of what people would call. Uh, punishing music like power electronics, harsh yeah. noise, stuff like that. This too. is the this is the only band that has. It's like after four songs, I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ! And <laughs> I have an hour left of this. It's exhausting. Oh yeah, it's like I would rather listen to um, in one sitting that ten cassette Suclub Jugend release. We right. spit on their graves. Than listening to like one Slipknot album in a whole sitting. Right. So, so but, but in that sense, I really have to kind of respect Slipknot for, I mean, this is not something that a lot of people are going to like, but they do it and do it fucking hard. Like, I really, really appreciate that. Even if I don't really want to listen to it that much, it's something that I can really respect. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think they basically suck. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I I think that's I think you're rationalizing it honestly. <laughs> it's, well, uh, that, 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 you rationalize everything with art. I'm trying to look at Slipknot yeah. for what they're trying to do. 
Yeah, but I mean, do, do you really think that Slipknot did not intend for you to listen to their albums all the way through? Well, I think that they meant for it to feel like punishment doing so. Mm. I, I think they're overall, at, like, you know, they revel in the fact that some stupid publication put them as the heaviest band ever in, like, what, 2008 it was or something? No, uh, 2008? No, no, they didn't call them the heaviest band ever. Uh, Metal Hammer... Uh, just a few years ago, said that Iowa was the best metal album of the 21st century so far. Well, no. Th- th- Dude, wow. Wasn't, wasn't there some magazine claiming that they were the heaviest band, period, though, at one point? Oh, I don't know about that. Is that like Kerrang or something? I don't know, but I remember this being a thing, and again, it make it, making it so much easier to make fun of Slipknot. But... The fact that they kind of reveled in that and the fact that their songs are so damn similar. And it's like you said... They're... I just can't stop thinking about this. Iowa was the best metal album because like, there have been so many good metal albums in the past 16 years. <laughs> oh, yeah. What? Like fucking Feedbacker? Mm. Fucking like... Even like Queens of the Stone Age or whatever. Like, Jesus. I thought Come you were on. Going... You're gonna go into some black metal shit or something, but no, yeah, Queens of the Stone Age. I don't know, <laughs> Andrew. I just like, I just like Boris. Okay, well, no, I, like, have... I like Boris, and I like like '80s thrash metal. Right, and and there's a and there's a lot of, but yeah, there has been a lot of really great metal albums in the past 16 years, and yeah. it, it is it is kind of hilarious that this Iowa, and I like Iowa. I was pretty good. Honestly, yeah. But it, it's kind of silly that that's singled out. But uh, but yeah, I, I kind of appreciate Slipknot for what they do, even if I really never want to listen to a folding Slipknot album ever again. No, but but dude, the reason that you don't ever want to listen to a full-length Slipknot album again is because <laughs> they're really not very good. It's, I don't it's because they're not very good. I think that the first, especially the first two albums are actually i think they're really good but i never want to listen to them in full again because it feels like a chore to do so and i think that's what they're trying to do it feels like a chore because it's bad yeah i don't know andrew i don't (laughs) think you're uh i don't think all right all right I'll, i'll allow it
appears that we have lost Andrew, uh, but nonetheless, we're going to keep on keeping on. New Metal Month rolls on. Yeah. Um, because sometimes in life, you got to keep rolling, 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 rolling what? That's right. Uh, and don't, you know, don't, t- don't tell me uh, Limp Bizkit never taught you nothing. <laughs> I'm just, uh, learn from Andrew's example and don't move to a communist country because, <laughs> you know, the internet isn't so good there. Um, they have such a hunky prime minister. <laughs> Is that enough? Not for me, but, you know, for some people. <laughs> Obama ain't too bad. He's done all right. <laughs> oh, Michelle? Yeah. Yeah. Michelle's a babe. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh, Shout but... out to our first lady. <laughs> Flotus. Our first lady of babin. That's right. Uh, but we're here in fucking freedom land where the internet is good. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we're going to continue talking about Slipknot. Um. So let's get into these albums then. Must we? <laughs> we must. Uh, we begin uh, in 1999. Mm-hmm. We, we are skipping their demo. Although I did listen to it. How was it? Uh, not good. Not good. All right. Yeah. What, not good more so than... Yeah, it was worse. Well, it was recorded worse. Uh, so it. So therefore, it didn't... Uh, didn't leave much of an impression because I couldn't hear shit. I mean, is that any different from the rest of these records? It's even worse, if you can imagine that. All right, fair enough. Uh, yeah, mate, feed, kill, repeat is what it's called. Yeah. They didn't get a... They didn't... Well, I guess mating is fucking... I, I would have thought that they would have gotten a fuck in there. <laughs> yeah. They so that's the up. kind of guys they are. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Corey Taylor, like, this guy wants you to know he fucks a lot. <laughs> That's why he made Stone Sour. That is why he made Stone Sour. To show you that he's a sensitive boy. That's that's the band that's like, ladies, this one's for you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it works or not, but I bet it does. I mean, I'm sure he gets laid just as much as any other you know, shitty post-grunge rock band frontman. So, a lot. I mean, hell, if Scott Stapp can get laid, then <laughs> you know, there's hope for us all. You, you know you know, you know, know about the... Uh, sex tape. Yeah, yeah, the, the Scott Stapp Kid Rock sex tape. Yeah, they had a sick collabo. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't, didn't Scott... Wasn't Scott Stapp getting blown and he went it's good to be the king they, or they were both getting blown yeah. uh by two different ladies sure and uh yeah scott stapp like puts his hands behind his head and goes it's good to be the king here's the thing mm-hmm. answer me this okay two guys like i know that there's ladies involved two guys having their dicks out from each other it's a little gay right like yeah. if you're if you're afraid of that kind of thing, wouldn't that be a bridge too far? You know, um, I, I feel like there's two schools of thought among <laughs> straight men in in uh-huh. regards to that sort of thing. Sure. Like a lot of them, 
see shit like that as like, oh, that's just bros, you know? We're just bonding, you know? Hey. Like, it's not gay. There's nothing gay about it, you know? We're just two bros. And, uh, you know. Scope, scoping each other's dicks <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I do think there are a lot of people who would agree that that is gay, though, yes? Yeah. I mean, I don't care. Like, you can do what you want. <laughs> the thing of it is, if it is gay, I say go for it. I say it's fine. Mm-hmm. Everybody just needs to, like, it's okay. All right. Be, be a little gayer. You be know? a little gay. Like, you don't know. <laughs> Maybe you'll like it. I don't know. Mm. That's that's my school of thought on that with a lot of men that are very afraid of their sexuality unless it fits into a very narrow, uh, like, set of parameters. Like, don't be afraid, man. Well, you know, it is weird how, like, straight men use sex with women to bond with each other. Yeah. It's bizarre. Because, like, I don't... Women don't really do that. Like, the sex is only half the fun. Like, the other half is, like, telling your bros about it afterward. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm not saying, like, women don't talk to each other about, like, their sex lives and stuff, but it, it... it's not like that, you know? Right, right. It's not preening. And, it's a, it's a like, way to consolidate manliness. Yeah, it's not like a way to show how awesome you are when <laughs> women do it. Right. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, these Slipknot album, <laughs> this first Slipknot album that came out in 1999. 1999, produced Innocent by Innocent Days. Ross Robinson. Ross Robinson. Godfather of New Metal. Yep. Uh, also gave us the debut albums of Limp Biscuit and Korn. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe he he produced several of Korn's albums, actually. So. Yeah, and he's also produced like he's produced like at the Drive-In and stuff. Oh, really? He produced a Cure album, but I'm not like a later Cure album. I'm not sure which one. Yeah. yeah so like. Too. Yeah, so he's done some. He's also done some like respectable stuff. <laughs> Interesting. So he yeah. did. Uh, oh, he did Relationship of Command. I'll be damned. There you go. That is a. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. He I also produced uh, Mineral Ice's new metal album. <laughs> <laughs> well, who else was gonna do it? If you remember that. Oh, I like this this list of uh, producer credits for Ross Robinson. Uh, mm-hmm. It has Stampede of the Disco Elephants by Limp Biscuit, And it sure. says it's from 2015. So this page hasn't been updated in a while, apparently. Evidently. <laughs> uh, man, we're, we're all just like holding our breath for Stampede of the Disco Elephants, though. I mean, that's going to be a great one, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, well, you know, you know what? If if 2016 has taught me anything, it's when you hold your breath and you finally get to exhale, and that nothing good happens. <laughs> Motherfuckers were waiting for over a hundred years for the Cubs to win the World Series, and now look what happened. Right. Yeah, everything is terrible. Uh, but you know. What are you? Gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? That's why uh, I'm glad we did New Metal Month this month because it really fits the uh, it fits the mood. Yeah, yeah, it does uh, make everything seem a little darker though, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it'll all be over soon. 
Because we'll, we'll all be dead in the uh, upcoming, like, nuclear <laughs> apocalypse. I didn't think I would have to worry about that, but as it turns out... Eh. Well, you know. <laughs> it's like my dad always says, you could never account for all of the stuff that could happen to you in any given day, so you might as well not worry about it. Yeah, it's sort of my philosophy, too. I try to have that be my philosophy and it, to uh, varying results. It's that, like, if something horrible happens, it's just going to happen. And it's yeah. probably going to be something you didn't predict at all. Exactly. And, uh, you can't account. You can't predict everything. Exactly. Uh, but anyway, this Slipknot album. Uh, it ain't no good. It's it's not the worst thing I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> what is the worst thing you've ever heard? Worst thing I've ever heard. Um, you know, I, I hate to use a cliche answer, but uh, I, I think the genre of crunkcore is probably oh, yeah. like the uh, worst thing that's ever happened. Who is that? Like Broken Side? Three hundred three and uh, Broken Side. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when I was like late high school, when I was like eighteen, maybe after I graduated, my friend invited me to go see Three Hundred Three, and I almost went because I didn't have any. Yeah, I almost went because I didn't really have anything to do, but then I was like, I'm not paying tickets for this. <laughs> How much was it? I don't remember. Uh, Too much for me. Right. This is a very low threshold for uh, what I'm willing to pay to see 303. Yeah. Um, This album was voted the best debut album of the last 25 years by Metal Hammer. So, I want to know what, what else is on that list. Metal Hammer has a real hard-on for Slipknot, man. I don't know what it is. Between this and calling Iowa the best album of the 21st century. Uh, Which is so crazy because there's been so many good albums. <laughs> well, metal albums. There's been so many good metal albums. Like, like what? Like fucking, you know, <laughs> your, your feedbackers and... And Pink's? That's not metal. It's so f- is Pink, is it metal? Eh. Yeah. You know what it is. Uh, it's hipster metal. It's not fine. the I true metal. Of course, this isn't the true metal either, so, you know. Yeah. Uh, I guess I guess Boris isn't true metal because they have a girl in the band. <laughs> no, it's because they're dumb hipsters. It's because they're what? Because they're Japanese? No, it's because they're dumb hipsters and their fans are dumb hipsters. Oh. Fine. <laughs> that that whole hipster metal thing kind of pisses me off. Because it's like, I went through so many years of my life feeling like I wasn't actually a metal fan, even though I listened to a shit ton of metal, because I felt like... Like I didn't pass the entrance the entrance exam to be able to call myself a metal fan. I'm like, bro, I listen to fucking you know, like old thrash albums and fucking pagan altar and shit. Like, give me a break. I've actually Let been me... listening to like nothing but metal for like the last couple weeks. Yeah, you just listen to that Candlemass. Yeah. Which is which fucking rules? Candlemass is the shit. Oh my god, they're so good, y'all. Uh. Instead of listening to Slipknot, <laughs> you should listen to Candlemass, uh, Epicus, Epicus, uh, Metallicus. Is that what it is? It's something that's close. Yeah, it's um, really good. Yeah, uh, that was one of those where has this been all my life moments. Yeah, yeah, I put yeah. that shit on. 
Have you ever heard Pagan Altar? No, I haven't. They're like kind of a proto doom type band, mm-hmm. like from the seventies. They're really good. I'll have to check them out. Uh, but speaking of really good, uh, this album is not really good. It's it's not good at all. Uh, I I wouldn't go as far as to say it's not good at all. It does have Eyeless on it, which is pretty great. Eyeless is fun. Um, you know, Wait and Bleed. Uh, actually, Wait and Bleed kind of sucks, but <laughs> I got a little I I I I got a little nostalgia twinge for Wait and Bleed, so I'll give it a pass. Um, yeah, I mean, most of it is not great. Uh, the thing I hate most about it is the production, actually. That's um, what I hate most about every Slipknot album. But this one in particular, uh, I feel like the drums sound bad. They do. Like, the drums... Like, this is a band whose drums should be busting your shit open. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and they sound tinny and, like, weak. Yeah, they sound distant. Like, they're they're quiet. It's It's weird, like, how quiet the drums are on this album. And how, like, there's no, like, punch to them. Um, which is sad, because... Yeah, if you're gonna have, like, three drummers... <laughs> exactly! Like, you're the fucking boredoms <laughs> or something. Right. Like, you better justify it. You're gonna have this much goddamn percussion on your album, and you're gonna mix it that low? I mean... Let's... Well, they gotta... They gotta really put that Corey Taylor high in the mix. I guess. So you know they know what they know what side the bread is buttered on. <laughs> that hunk Corey Taylor. Yeah. With the beautiful voice. Yep. Uh, I mean, um, yeah, I guess this isn't very good. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it's 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 not. It's okay. I'm... You're not hurting anyone's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I just uh, you know, it's weird. Uh, I'm I'm looking at the lineup for Slipknot. Yeah. Not, not only do they have a DJ, they of course. Have, they have a guy who's credited samples and media. It's like I kind of thought that's what the DJ was doing. Yeah. What is that? Providing, like, he, there's a separate like, guy on the turntables and doing the samples. Yeah, a guy like yeah, is he a guy with a sampling keyboard? Yes. Craig Allen Jones. This is the guy that has the pinhead mask. <laughs> uh, I don't know which one is which. Yeah, he's the yeah he's the sampler and keyboardist. Which, I guess. Okay. I don't hear a lot of keyboards on here, but. No. Why the uh, fuck does Slip out of a keyboardist? <laughs> we all know the keyboards are a lame instrument. I'm saying this as a Doors fan. Keyboards are a dorky ass instrument. You know, I was um, I was poking around RYM looking at uh, threads about Slipknot over the years. Sure. And someone said that the line they always use about Slipknot is, "It shouldn't take nine people to suck this much." It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> it is pretty good. I'm gonna start using that. Do you know that the clown, the clown from Slipknot, the guy that is credited as clown, <laughs> uh, he 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 does cus- custom percussion, so a garbage custom can. Right. Uh, he 
he recently directed a film called Officer Down. Officer Down. And it's just a it, it's a really stupid like RoboCop ripoff. Because listen to me, here's the plot: okay. a deceased a deceased police officer is resurrected from the dead to continue his war on crime. What the fuck does that sound like to you? <laughs> Have you seen RoboCop? It's literally just RoboCop, man. What? That's literally RoboCop. Yeah, but have... yeah, yes, I've seen RoboCop. Yes. Okay, you watched it. Yes. Isn't it great? It was great. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> uh, yeah, RoboCop is awesome. Yeah. So this guy just did a he just and this just came out a uh, a ripoff of RoboCop called Officer Down. Thanks. And that's clown. the guy's the guy's name is Officer Down. His name is Officer Down. Yeah, do you get it? I, I get it. <laughs> That's uh funny. Was this yeah. like theatrically released? I think probably a limited release that this guy paid for. Well, if anything. You know, clowns gotta do what a clown's gotta do. That's true, like much like babies. Um, you know one song I do like on here? What? Is, uh, Surfacing. The, the Sarah McLachlan album? The Sarah McLachlan album. Yeah, it's, it's an entire <laughs> cover of the Sarah McLachlan album. I did think that was an interesting choice. It's like 40 minutes long. They just stuck it right in the middle of the album. Yeah, I did think it was an interesting choice sure. for to do that. And bold, you know, a bold <laughs> reimagining. Uh, you know, to do Sarah McLachlan in the style of Slipknot. Yeah. Um, but nah, I just like the like thing going through the whole thing. And sure. I like the the flourishes of percussion on it. The little like. like yeah, which and... still sound like shit, but it means <laughs> something. It's cool though. Yeah. And and the chorus is hilarious. It's like fuck this world. Fuck everything that you stand for. Yeah, that's that's kind of uh that's basically all slipknot lyrics. Right. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I don't know where I got the idea that Corey Taylor was a normal guy. Like I Yeah, he's been, not. He's yeah. a dumbass. <laughs> okay. Uh, the thing of it, the thing of it is is I got to I I really wanted Slipknot to be a lot better than they were. I wanted to like them a lot more than I did. I wanted them to be more fun. They're not. Yeah. Yeah. They do have uh, the percussionists on like elevated rotating platforms. Though, that is true. And you showed it. me you showed me a video of that at your house one time, and I thought it was amazing. It, it is amazing. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> you know. I, I, I think maybe the reason I want to like Slipknot more than I do is because it looks like it's a lot of fun to be in it Slipknot. Does. You know? Oh, yeah. To like get in your industrial jumpsuit and like put on a fucking stupid mask and like bang on an oil can and shit. Oh, yeah. They, if they asked me to be in Slipknot, I would do it right now. Oh, shit. Yeah, I would. That would be amazing. I would have a great fucking time. Would you be the DJ? <laughs> I would be the DJ if they asked me to. I would play auxiliary percussion. I'd play guitar. I don't care. I would do whatever they wanted if I got to be in Slipknot. Mm. Um, but yeah, like like we were talking about before, just like 
their songwriting is bad. Like, yeah. th- there's no, like, really memorable riffs. Like, it's all just this, like, low-end, detuned thrashing. Right. Like, even really... the songs that they have that I like don't really have memorable riffs. Right. Um, and so, like, the... The, the upside, I guess, of Slipknot is just supposed to be, like, the pure adrenaline and anger. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not 11, so well, I... well, even if you are, that can, that can only take you so far, you know? Like, you can't coast on that for an hour. Uh, but Lord, you could try. We're talking about long albums again. They are very long. Yeah, we're we're far from the Linkin Park days, unfortunately. Like you don't need to you don't need to fill up an entire CD. Uh, you just don't. No, you don't. Uh, so and you shouldn't unless you absolutely have to. That's a good point. Linkin Park, they knew what they were doing. Exactly. Yeah, say whatever you want about Linkin Park. At least they knew, at least they knew the power of brevity. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Slipknot not a very good album. No. Um, Iowa, I, on the other hand. Iowa. Uh, this is their best album, right? This is absolutely their best album. Yeah. Um. And, and it's not. And it, look, it's not great, but it's got a couple of like certified jams on it Mm. and it's definitely the pinnacle of what slipknot was able to achieve yeah i would say that um i do like first of all it it sounds better than than the self-titled does yeah Um, maybe not by a ton but but it it does does sound better you can make more out Mm. and um i do just kind of like the vibe of the album mm-hmm. like it is like a sick album you know like a, a tormented and maniacal and you know it's it's got that like haunted house atmosphere going pretty well sure i think um and it is just like ugly and dark and nasty and it keeps that train rolling for a good 66 minutes <laughs> Which, my God. This album went to number three on the U.S. charts. Can you imagine that? With, like, no airplay either. I didn't that, yeah, that's what's so weird. I did not remember. What I remember is I remember, I mean, my, my middle school had uniforms, but you could, you could, you could smell a Slipknot fan. <laughs> you could snuff them out. Like, I definitely remember that the kids who, on their off hours, were absolutely wearing Slipknot t-shirts and, and uh, trip pants. I remember those kids. But I don't remember hearing a single Slipknot fan until uh, a couple years later with, uh, what was it, uh, Before I Forget. I remember that kind of being a hit. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember anything from this album being like a hit yeah i mean um my plague was used at the end of resident evil uh well there you go film resident evil yeah uh not a very good that was a hit that was a hit (laughs) uh resident evil was a hit yeah but um people want to see that milayovich like fight crazy dog monsters or whatever you ever seen that no I mean, you don't need to. I know. That's why I haven't. 
But there is this bit where this dude is like in this room and this like laser grid like pops up and it like slices past him and it just like cuts him up into little chunks and he just like falls apart into little chunks and it's gnarly as shit. That sounds like it would fit in pretty well with a Slipknot video. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And that's a stupid movie. Yeah, well, it was the t- it was the times, baby. <laughs> well, I, I was a big Resident Evil fan going back to the very first game on PlayStation. Sure. You know, I was like seven, so I was too scared to play it. So I just have yeah. to like watch my brother play it. You know what I was big on playing on the PlayStation was Crash Bandicoot Shit, yeah. and Rayman. <laughs> Rayman was I. Yeah. I well, I played it a lot. I'm not saying it was great. I'm just saying I liked playing it. He had no arms. He just had, like, his hands that were just floating. That's right. What was that guy's deal? I don't know. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, yeah, so Iowa, um, we mentioned a few certified bangers on here. Yes. Uh, people equal shit, of course. People equal shit. Which fucking rules. It's probably their best song, if you ask me. And certainly and... a hilarious title. Yes. Uh, Possibly an homage to the classic dystopia EP, People, uh, Human Equals Garbage. Possibly. Which I hope it is. It does seem like parallel thinking at at the very least. At the very least. Uh, Yes. Uh, Which, that EP is fantastic if you like sludge metal, which I, of course, do. Uh, It's very depressing if you like that, which I also do. Um, I'm just I'm just giving some advice. You know, I'll, I'll give Slipknot credit for this. They were the nastiest of the new metal bands. Oh yeah, you you could not take these guys home to mom. No, uh, I mean, some of this is like close to death metal, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, but, yeah, like well, it's like, well, like people equal say, shit. Yeah. When 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 it starts off, you know, there's that and like the drums going like. Yeah. Um, which sounds sort of death metal-ish. Yeah, it's not far off. Go on. 
like the a lot of quite a few of the people from Slipknot did come out of death metal bands like in Iowa. Well, as we noted before, one of them was a member of Anal Blast. Yes, that's right. Well, they're grindcore, right? Uh, yeah. Nevertheless. I'm not the world's biggest Anal Blast fan, so, you know. No, neither am I. <laughs> Unfortunately, Andrew's not here to regale us with tales right. of all know. the Anal Blast albums he's listened to. Uh, you know, sandwiched in between Torso Fuck, Erotic Diarrhea Fantasy. <laughs> That album I've heard. I just remember, like, <laughs> talking to Andrew about music is funny because you can just, like, bring up a band and be like, yeah, it's like Torso Fuck, and it'll be like, oh, Torso <laughs> Fuck is awesome. <laughs> Andrew loves Torso Fuck. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it. Um, Yeah, this album also has Everything Ends. Which, to me, is everything that Michael Gira wishes he could have done with early swans. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like that, um, like that part where the guy just goes, fuck! It's, it's really great. And, um, it's fantastic! That's, that's, you know, I, I mentioned uh, the CD that my friend Chet made for me that had yeah. two Pixie songs and then a bunch of Slipknot. Which Pixie uh, uh, it was like Debaser and Here Comes Your Man, like the, right, the only ones you could the find. Good tunes. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean I quite enjoyed those songs, but um, yeah, uh, Everything Ends was the the song I really like latched onto as I listened to this CD. Uh, I don't know why exactly. It's um maybe just because it's hilarious, like. It's- Hilarious. I haven't slept since I woke up and found my old life was a lie, motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> it's great. And you know, uh, this that song is really just him whining about some broad, isn't it? I know. Yes, it is. I mean, everything reminds me of her. It's like it's like um, friend of the show John Worcester brought up. Uh, on Twitter one time that like Kiss, their whole image is that they are like these crazy like inhuman aliens, but all of their songs are about their girlfriends treating them badly. <laughs> That's literally what this is. That's true. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of what all new metal is at the end of the day. Uh, like. Well, uh, that's, he shares that with Fred Durst, certainly. Yeah. Who, who, at the end of the day, is just a wounded, sad boy. Yeah, well, new metal is very adolescent music, which is weird because everybody making it was, like, 30. But, um, nevertheless, and, like, when you're, like, 15, that is kind of what is on your mind all the time. I suppose. Like, even if you have a legitimately shitty life, like, a lot of times the shit that really gets you down is just, like, girls. Broads. Yeah. Chicks, man. <laughs> um, this album also has Disaster Peace, which That's begins pretty clever. with the line, I want to slit your throat and fuck the wound. That's pretty deep. Went to number three. That's right, baby. <laughs> This was the band that my mother did not want me to listen to. Oh, sure. My Um, mom was a teacher, and so she knew all about it. 
there's there's really um it's kind of difficult to talk about the songs individually because, because they all sound the same. They they really do. It is just a bunch. Like they don't really write songs so much as just like make a racket. You know? Yeah. Like and, and that that has its place certainly. Right. But um, I don't think that they do it particularly well. It's I, I find it cathartic for a little while. Yeah. And, uh, but like God, this shit just wears on you after like <laughs> like uh, usually by the time the heretic anthem is over like i've checked out yeah i'm over it um and then like i still got fucking 40 minutes to go yeah yeah uh, this would be a great ep you know what it would actually like if, if you just had like you know 515 through the heretic anthem i think i would genuinely enjoy listening to this oh yeah then I gotta get wade through all this other fucking Then it would garbage. be about the length of erotic diarrhea fantasy by Torso Fuck. <laughs> well, yeah, Torso Fuck. Everyone's favorite band. Torso Fuck. Um, there's also the epic title track. Yeah, that's the one where Corey Taylor uh, claims, he claims, that in the booth, he was like... He, where yes okay while recording vocals for the final song iowa Corey taylor uh claims that he was completely naked vomiting all over himself and cutting himself with broken glass explaining this he said that's where the best stuff comes from you've got to break yourself down before you can build something great that's not really what that means but <laughs> all right well, that didn't happen, right? Of course it didn't. That's stupid bullshit. That like, is absolutely stupid bullshit. <laughs> it's one of those things where it sounds badass, but like, <laughs> break it down, it doesn't make sense. Right. Where was he recording these vocals where he was completely naked and puking and cutting all over the place? He's in the booth, man. Yeah, it, listen. Think fucking Steve Albini would allow that? I don't think so. <laughs> Steve Albini would make him clean it up. While still naked. So what, was, was he just, like, sticking his fingers down his throat to make himself throw up? It didn't happen, so no. <laughs> it just, um, I'm just trying to understand, like, practically what what he's claiming happened in, in this Probably. Game. But, like, like, why was he doing that for the title track? Because it's the fucking, you know, it's where it all happens. I guess. In Iowa. <laughs> The thing is, though, uh, it's it's one of the, like, more reserved songs. On That's what album. I'm saying, like, is, like, why wasn't he doing that for people equal shit? Right. <laughs> See, that would have been cool. Yeah. <laughs> if you're just in there, like, naked, jumping around, screaming people equal shit and throwing yeah, up. Yeah, like, like you're fucking David Yao. <laughs> I would be down with that, actually. I would give Corey Taylor props, but, uh... Yeah. But no, that didn't happen. Piv and David Yao did a little sword fighting. <laughs> but but like, that's just some shit he said to like impress thirteen year olds, right? Yeah. Like yeah, it, to it, impress the readers of H uh, FHM magazine. So yeah, uh, Iowa. I uh, I don't know, man. Thing is, like, I I know people will stick up for this album. I mean, uh. Metal Hammer, for instance. <laughs> sure. Uh, I don't know how legit a publication Metal Hammer is. 
Well, their name is Metal Hammer. That's like the most metal name. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but yeah. Um, but no, like people whose opinions I more or less respect, uh, will tell you sometimes that Iowa is a legit metal album. Name five. I can't. Name one. Um, I can't off the top of my head. But uh, then why'd you then why'd you bring it up? Because <laughs> I've seen it before. I swear. Okay. Um. But yeah. Uh, it's not great though. Uh, I do. Like I said before, I like how like just ugly and nasty an album it is. But it's just not worth it. Really, like it, it's not interesting enough to keep your attention for fucking sixty six. The hubris yeah. of doing this for sixty six minutes. That's and... the thing about a lot of new metal bands. They had a hell of a lot of hubris yeah. for for what they were making. <laughs> um, so after Iowa, uh, or maybe it wasn't after Iowa, but it was around the same time. We got Corey Taylor's fucking shitty post-grunge side project, Stone Sour. God. Uh, which is garbage. Garbage. What? I haven't ever heard them. Um, They had that song, Bother. How's that go? Like, you don't have to bother. I don't have to Jesus. It's... it's I don't even I don't remember the words I remember the melody but trust me it's just like a really boring like acoustic driven post grunge song like sure you can look it up if you want but it is like as unspectacular as music gets I promise you dude uh, did you know hold on a minute hold on hold okay. on apparently okay under related Associated acts of uh, Stone Sour comes Amabix, the crust punk band. You know the crust punk band? I've I've heard the name. Amabix? They're a good band, dude. Who the hell? They have a member in common with Stone Sour. Yeah, Roy Roy Mayoga. Huh. Like, what? He wasn't a founding member. He was like a... You know, I guess I guess Amabix went on that reunion tour <laughs> and got and picked up the dude from Stone Sour. But honestly, just look at the cover of Stone Sour's debut. Just look album. at their name. Like that <laughs> sounds. Everything like just... about it screams shitty post grunge, doesn't it? Absolutely. It does. Um, God, post grunge was the worst. That's. That, you know what? That's the thing. So look, I love Nirvana as much as anybody else. I really do. But, like, this is their legacy. No, no, I, I disagree, actually. I don't I don't blame Nirvana at all for, for post-grunge. Who I, would you I, blame? Pearl Jam? Pearl Jam, yeah. And Soundgarden, yeah. probably, too. All right. Um, those are the people to blame. Okay. Especially Pearl Jam, actually. Soundgarden... Soundgarden was pretty metal, actually, at times. Yeah, I uh, mean, like, Soundgarden were pretty good. So they had their moments. But, yeah. Uh, I also don't hate Pearl Jam, but I, I do. We, you gotta blame them for everything right. that happened afterward, I think. I mean, Nirvana was really 
I think of like the big four of grunge. Like Nirvana's the one that's not like the others. Uh, True. To me, they're they were the, they're the Slayer of the big four of grunge. <laughs> well, they they were much more punk than than the other yeah. three. I think. Um, yeah. But uh, whatever. And they were better. So. Well. Uh, well, they were better. Alice in Chains, I think, is really good though. But that's that's just me. Uh, anyway, after Stone Sour, though, uh, oh, what's funny, actually, I did read an interview where Corey Taylor was talking about he went to a, uh, he was, like, promoting Stone Sour in an interview at a radio station. Sure. And the guy wouldn't stop talking about Slipknot. So he, like, flipped over the table and said, fuck you, and, like, walked out of the station. Of course he did. It's a well-balanced guy. Of course he did, because that's who he is. Uh, but after Stone Sour in 2004, we got Volume 3, The Subliminal Verses. This is their art album? <laughs> yeah. This is the one that has Before I Forget, which if you remember, that was a video where they didn't have their masks on. I don't remember that. But they didn't really still, uh, they didn't show their faces, they just showed that they had the masks off in the video. Mm. Y'all know what I'm talking about. This was all over the fucking MTV buzz bin. <laughs> it's like when Kiss took off the makeup. It's exactly like when Kiss took off the makeup and everybody was like, oh, these dudes are ugly. <laughs> um, yeah. Do, so you remember when this came out? I do. Yeah, I remember reading all these reviews of this album being like, Wow. Slipknot really matured and like branched out. And, no, they like, did. Tried to do different things, and like maybe a little bit. They tried slightly. <laughs> right. They did not um, succeed. Well, you know, I I was optimistic when I played the the first song on this album, because uh, it's this weird like. I mean, it's called Prelude, and that's what it is. But nonetheless, it didn't sound like Slipknot. And I was like, wow, maybe Slipknot, like, really went on this radical change of, uh, you know, really, really tried something different. Um, but no, uh, the rest of the album just sounds like Slipknot, except with occasional acoustic guitars and pianos. Yeah. Uh, which doesn't make them more interesting. It actually makes them less interesting. Exactly. Uh, because when... Really the only positive attribute that Slipknot has is just like their brutality and their relentlessness. Yep. Uh, so when you temper that, you're kind of just left with shit. Yeah, you just, you've just, you just have a boring band that can't write songs. Right. And, and we have and enough that's of what those. Is. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, I mean, the more soft elements you introduce to this sound, the closer it sounds to post-grunge. I yes. Mean, yes. This, this could have been a Stone Sour album, if not for, like, the screaming at times. Um, and, like, no one, no one needs this. You know? Um, which I... On RYM, this is their highest rated album. 
Yeah, which is stupid because, again, like, Iowa is their best album because Iowa is the pinnacle of what they're capable of and of what the Slipknot aesthetic is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the Roger Ebert uh, philosophy of rating films of I'm not comparing this to, you know, I'm not comparing this to Citizen Kane. I'm comparing this to other examples of a genre and like comparing it to what its goals are. Right. This is not their best album because it's the least like a Slipknot album. That's not good. That's not what it should be. I concur. Yeah. Um, yeah, this this basically sucks. Uh, I know some people will tell you like, oh, duality. That's like the best song Slipknot ever wrote. No, it's not. <laughs> um, I guess just because it's got a piano in it or something. I I don't know. That's all it takes for some people, I guess. <laughs> also point to was being like oh no slipknot you know they're really yeah but you know vermilion is deep because it's got two parts Ah, that's true (laughs) that's always a sign that someone is really smart when they like make a multi-part song yeah especially when they space the two parts apart from each other oh yeah so you know you get vermilion and you you put pulse of the maggots in between (laughs) pulse of the maggots that's what slipknot fans call themselves they call themselves maggots um, yeah, which they... Just like, why don't you value yourself a little more? <laughs> well, uh, do they still do that? I feel like that was a thing in the Iowa era more. I mean, I don't know what they do now. <laughs> How many Slipknot fans are there? Some, apparently. Yeah, I guess. I, I shouldn't shouldn't make fun. Yeah. I, I like I yeah. like dumb shit. Well, sure, but, you know, other people's dumb shit is dumber than my dumb shit. Sure. If you well, other people's me. dumb shit isn't dumber than Torso Fuck, I'll no, tell you that. No, it is not. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, and, and didn't that come from, like, Corey Taylor, who said that, like, all Slipknot fans are maggots or something like that? Probably. That dude's and, on and, coke. And then, <laughs> and then they just, like, took it upon themselves. Yeah, our dear leader called us maggots, so now we have to embrace it. Rolling with the punches. Yep. Uh, yeah, this isn't a good album. Nope. It's long, and it sucks. It's a slog. It is a slog, man. They're all, all their albums They're all are slogs. slogs but <laughs> You're right. <laughs> this one, particularly so. Yeah. This is a big old slog. I do kind I do kind of have a soft spot for before I forget, but that's just nostalgia talking. Oh, it's sure. not a good song. Well, you remember that legendary video where you saw them without the masks? You didn't even see. You just saw that they weren't wearing them. They didn't like show their faces. They would show like a close up of one dude's eye and like <laughs> look up that video. I will. You might remember it. Damn, I can't believe how old these albums are. Right? Yeah. Are you fucking... Iowa came out in 2001? Are you shitting me? Look that at... That 15 old years old? Listen to me. Listen to me. Oh, shit, dude. Sean Richardson of Entertainment Weekly mm-hmm. gave volume three parentheses to Subliminal Verses an A- uh-huh. and wrote that it is a deranged hippie update of Slayer's masterpiece, Rain and Blood. Oh, go fuck yourself, pal. Exactly. Go fuck yourself. Rain and Blood is one of the greatest albums ever made. It is a just completely brutal blast of noise that lasts 30 minutes. It's in and out. It is fantastic. It has amazing riffs and energy. Rain of Blood is my favorite metal album. Rain of Blood is probably the best metal album ever made. (laughs) What the fuck is this shit? (laughs) Like, are you kidding me? Mm. How the hell? Man, how do these people get to write music criticism and we've got a podcast that only like 50 people listen to? Yeah, what the fuck? We're way better than these fucks. We are way better than these people. I am way better than anybody that wrote music criticism for Entertainment Weekly. <laughs> also, like, how are you compa- Like, they're not even comparable. Like, the only thing that this has in common with Rain and Blood is that it was produced by Rick Rubin. But a lot of fucking albums were produced by Rick Rubin, so... Like, that, it takes more than that. Um, so I gotta be completely honest... Yeah. Uh, these last two Slipknot albums? I don't remember them at all. Yeah, I listened to them. I did. Uh, but they made literally no impression on me, and I oh, have yeah. literally nothing to say about them. Yeah, the only thing I remember is I remember on the latest one from 2014, .5, the grade chapter, <laughs> which has like... I think I think it's a bodacious babe in a skeleton costume. Mm-hmm. It's a little hard to tell, but I think that's I think that that's what they're getting at. Well, this this song has uh, skeptic, which is their uh, their like tribute to the guy that died, with uh, such beautiful lyrics as the world will never see another crazy motherfucker like you the world will never know another man as amazing as you 
Man, I could only dream of being eulogized by Corey Taylor. Right? I need to get that guy to speak at my funeral. Yeah, honestly. And then, like, piss on my ashes, because he probably would love to do that. <laughs> Man, fuck Slipknot. <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> honestly, I kind of thought Slipknot was okay, like, until we started talking about them. I really and... thought that Slipknot was going to be so much better than they were. Yeah. That's... I wanted so much more out of this. It's disappointing. Disappointing. It, very disappointing. Oh well, they can't all be winners. I get you know, not every band can be Limp Biscuit. So that that's the thing. Like everybody likes to talk shit about Limp Biscuit, and I gotta tell you, Limp Biscuit. You know, you could say whatever you want about Fred Durst, and I would agree with you. But Limp Biscuit as a musical outfit are worlds above Slipknot. They outclass a lot of a lot of bands. Oh yeah. I think. Shout out to Limp Biscuit. Shout out to Limp Biscuit, the best band that we've listened to this month so far. <laughs> Alright, well, I reckon we should close the book then on Slipknot. Yeah. Uh next week. Hopefully Andrew will be back with us. Uh, if they manage to overthrow the shackles of leftist tyranny. Yep. Um, we can only hope. But, uh, you know, either way, we're going to be talking about corn. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I felt like corn uh, should be the cherry on top of this month. Save the best for last, I hope. <laughs> I mean, I... I, I I don't know if I'd go as far as calling myself a corn fan, but uh, I do enjoy uh, a significant amount of their music. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll see if that keeps up uh, after I listen to six corn albums in the space of a week. But, you know, I do this for y'all. So, uh, you know, appreciate it. We love you all. We do. We, we don't... I, look, I listened to these last fucking three Slipknot albums. It was painful, but I did it because it was my obligation and duty to tell you to not do it. <laughs> yep. So, you know, if you want to give me money or anything, you're certainly welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> Kick a little scratch our way. <laughs> uh, anyway... Uh, yeah, I, I guess we're done here. Yep. Uh, next week is corn. Uh, until then, this has been our podcast. Could be your life. Take it easy. Goodbye. You are wrong, fucked, and overrated. I think I'm gonna be sick and it's your fault. This is the end of everything. You are the end of everything. I haven't slept since I woke up and found my whole life was a lie, motherfucker. This is the end of everything.